Hey, Invite the Neighbors DIY podcast is sponsored by Two Foot Parade Records. Uh, Two Foot Parade Records is based out of Kalamazoo, Michigan. For those of you not in Michigan, Kalamazoo is a real place. Um, I promise. It's on the west side. Um, They have a new release on March 5th, um, which is a re-release of Closet Goth's album called Friendship Village. And it's a tape that comes with a digital zine. So check that the fuck out. Um, And uh, Gabe, let me know if you don't want me to say fuck during the ads. Uh, (laughs) But anyways, they are a really cool um, record label. They're all about like kind of giving the power to the artists. Um, so, I mean, that's honestly great and it lends itself to DIY bands. So if you want to check them out, they, they take submissions on their website, twofootparade.com. Um, and you can find all their stuff there. They have, uh, Nest Lake recently put out a tape on the label and uh, worry club also put out a tape recently on their record label. So check out twofootparade.com. What do we have here, dude? It's invite the neighbors. One Oh eight. We fuck man. We've been doing this for a long time. 108 episodes. I gotta start hitting some bigger people up. I love everyone that's been on this podcast. I've genuinely had a good time with pretty much everybody. I don't think I can't think of a time when I didn't have a good time talking to somebody. But I think we're past 100 episodes now. Let's let's get some big fish in here. You know what I mean? Let's do it, Benny. Anyways, this episode was just me and Benny shooting the shit. We had just got done rehearsing for In a Daydream. Benny's the drummer for that band. It's my band, as you know. Um, and we decided to get the mics rolling hot and just shoot the shit. We just talked about Benny's trip to New York. Uh, we had a special call in from Chris Herman, who is the uh, photographer for Tiger's Jaw and drummer for Shortly and Seaholm. Um, it wasn't planned, but Chris called in on FaceTime and we just kept her rolling and we're definitely going to get Chris on for uh, for an episode. So that's going to happen. But anyways, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because it's just me and Benny talking the entire time. So follow us on Instagram, invite the neighbors, Twitter, at ITNpod. Um, check out our bands, In a Daydream and Boyfrienders on social media. Um, we're the only bands with those names, so you'll be able to find us. And, um, you know, stay safe. Hug someone that's vaccinated and high five someone that's not with an air five okay bye yeah 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 we're rolling by the way oh shit (laughs) this is i swear to god this is quality content yeah so damn we're doing a uh hosts only episode right now yeah, dude. The in a daydream tell all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I feel like a lot of podcasts like they leave it in the beginning where they like try to figure out the levels and shit. Yeah, gonna do it. We're nice. pros. We don't make money. Well, actually, you know what? That's not true. We kind of do make money. You, let's rephrase that. You make money. I don't see a single dime of it. <laughs> that money goes towards. Uh, honestly, marijuana. No, no. Let's be real. Alcohol. No. I got that. The only alcohol I have in my house, I got from my dad for Christmas. And I didn't ask for it. My dad thinks I drink more than I do, I think. I don't know if it's like a masculinity thing where it's just like the the right present is just always booze. It always gets <laughs> drank. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somehow, some way. Yeah. I mean, I always appreciate it, too. I do. But it's just like when I'm out at the store, I don't think to go buy beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like I have wine, but like almost like I have wine because like I have fucking like a a rose gold wine holder because it matched my rose gold silverware. Yeah. Because I'm a homemaker. (laughs) But it's just like I have the wine holder and I want wine to put in it. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like. It's I don't understand. I feel like that's like the the closest thing to like becoming an adult is It's like, like someone who buys a spice rack when they have like three spices and they're like, oh, Yeah, gotta go pick up a bunch of fucking <laughs> spices now use. and then they never use <laughs> yeah, any of exactly, them. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how do you feel about the ambiance in here? It's very nice. I love your bedroom right now. We're recording this in Brian's bedroom. He's got a big sheet of fucking plastic wrap over the window 
and an air conditioner that probably has been sitting there over the course of the winter. I thought you were going to talk about the big sheet of acid sitting out on the desk. What? Uh, no, I'm fucking around. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's another dad trick. Talked about my dad twice already in this episode. I don't even talk to my dad. So. Not not having a sheet of acid, but uh, having a sheet of plastic over the window. Yeah, I don't even talk to my dad. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, just wait till you're famous. <laughs> yeah, and he comes asking me for money. Yeah, screw you, dad. Dude, me and my dad have like the exact same name, but his middle initial is different. Yeah, I so think you told me this if first there's time. someone who is looking for him for whatever reason, I will get that phone call and I will be like, no, you've got the wrong number. Chris <laughs> Herman is trying to FaceTime video me right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Br- bring him on. Bring let's, him on. Let's do this shit. This is, this is the first Hello, call Chris. It's me, Benny, and Brian. We're actually recording a hosts-only podcast right now. Yeah, so technically you're a host because you're on this podcast. Oh, I'm eating chicky chicky lum lum. Ooh, <laughs> that sounds delicious. You know, I'll come say hi. That looks really good, actually. I'm very jealous of you. you yeah, you're on well, the air. Technically, we're not recording anything. We just like to talk to each other with microphones. I'm watching, uh, Josh Manuel, the drummer of Issues. Play Pierce the Veil songs on drums. That's, oh, nice. That's, that's like a 2012. Dude, I was gonna right say there. that's like that's like 2008, dude. <laughs> and then to watch the Tiger's Jaw album um, stream because they're playing the whole new album in full. Oh, that's dope. Ah, oh, that's sick as hell. That's pretty sweet. The singles I heard from it are actually really sick. I I say actually as like I'm surprised by that. Best album, straight up. Hell yeah. You know what's weird? I had, I'm not gonna. From New York. Yeah, I've been. I got back yesterday. Okay. And I've just been chilling ever since. Solid. Dude, I had like a almost a premonition earlier today because I was thinking like Benny was coming over, and I thought that there was one time, Chris, when we Facetimed you when I was over at Benny's house, and like he introduced us or they introduced us or whatever, and then like we were talking about getting you on the podcast, and I was thinking about that today. I know, I know, but then you fucking call like two minutes after we start recording the podcast, and I was like, "What the fuck? That's kind of that's kind of cool." <laughs> what the most unlikely debut on Invite the Neighbors? <laughs> Damn, we're on the pod right now. Just uh, us? Yeah, we're recording a uh, hosts only episode, and we're just kind of shooting the shit. Yeah, but, you're looking good as hell. I hope you know that the people out there can't see right now. But the double nose ring is a is a is a is a look. Ooh. <laughs> well, Topo Chico a day keeps the doctor away. See, so it's been I had, said. I had my first like real sip of alcohol on Monday when I was in New York in four years. You've never had alcohol ever? No, I have. I quit four years though. It, it's it's been well. I'll I would have a beer every now and then, but it was when I was not on my medication. I just recently restarted my Lexapro, so. Me and my friend, Alexa, me and my friend Julio were having a uh, movie night, and I, she bought a bottle of wine, and I had a sip of it, and I immediately was like, "Oh, I forgot that uh, I haven't drank in four years, and also medication is a thing." All these Lexa amateurs. I'm a Lexa professional. Oh fuck off, Lexa professional. <laughs> Uh, but that's so stupid <laughs> but before i let you go because i do have to talk to you maybe tomorrow if you have some time at some point about uh photo stuff for album three but uh before i let you go will you do your uh uh family guy impression for the viewers <laughs> you want me to do uh joe joe from family guy yeah. oh fuck yeah dude all right all right <laughs> Hey, uh, hey, uh, Peter, uh, Bonnie's pregnant, and, uh, I would know, because I'm a cop. <laughs> That's going to go down as a, uh, invite the neighbors all-time moment. Dude, I am going to hit you up, though. You're listening to invite the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hit you up, though. We'll get, we'll actually get you on here, like, yeah. for real. Yeah. About dang time. I'm 
Yeah, ours is going to be better. Don't worry. <laughs> oh. oh. Coming out with the we heat. Don't, we don't have seasons. We have one season, and it goes forever. <laughs> 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 all right, buddy, but I'm going to let you go, all right? All right. Love you, BB. Bye. Bye. Chris is, for all the viewers out there, Chris Herman, the drummer for Shortly. Plays the camera for the rest of the world. Drummer for Seaholm. Tiger's Jaw photographer. And uh, actually, that's one of the funniest. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before. One of the funniest show moments I've ever seen is it was at the Loving Touch and Seaholm was playing a set. And Chris had brought one of those Roland Octopads that you can just put by the drum set and program samples into. Oh. But it was samples like the Eric Andre bum, 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 bum. And like, time for a pizza ball. And then uh, the you from uh, Crank That Soldier Boy. And in the middle of the set, it would be like transitions between songs. And he would just hit the you thing like over and over. And it was playing through the PA during the Seaholm set. So it'd just be like Pat Ray hitting the chord and then just you, you, and then, you, and then you, Pat, you, Pat Ray you. tries to say that Seaholm's <laughs> not actually a comedy band. I hope their new record slaps though, dude. Dude, everyone but Pat Ray understands that Seaholm is a very, at least maybe not a comedy <laughs> band, but a very comedic band. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first time it's a legendary in my mind. It's not legendary, but in my mind it is. First time Pat came on the podcast. Well, the only time we like that was how we met. Yeah, and we just it was just bits for like an hour <laughs> and a half. I mean, we got to know each other a little bit, and I'm trying to change my voice because it was really special. But was that the <laughs> was that the night when there was another? There was like an out of this world show going on in like Corktown or something at the same time. I don't know if you would real you would know this or not. But like Pat was at his show in at the Loving Touch. And then like I was helping Shelby Shelby Reed, you know, so yeah. she, I was helping her at run a show cuz it was like one of the first shows that like she ran or whatever. So Yeah. She was at an in a daydream show like a week before and then she asked me to help her out at the other one which story about that off the air. <laughs> story about that off the air okay but i'm trying to think if that was remind me by the way because that's fucking hilarious but uh <laughs> um yeah that's i'm not ready to put that on the air yet but anyways oh shit your boy subscribe to the patreon your boy's seen some shit story. that's all i'm gonna say dude <laughs> i know the ins and outs of out of this world booking that's all i'm gonna say uh no but i i don't mean it like that i really love those guys i don't mean to say it's like anything scandalous i guess it is kind of scandalous when you think about it but it's not about out of this world but anyways, I'm going to jump off this subject like it's a Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rack them, buddy. I will let go. Uh, yeah, dude. But well, we just got done fucking Benny's drummer for In a Daydream. I said that a million goddamn times. Uh, and I don't know if y'all know this, but Brian sings and plays guitar for In a Daydream. I, yeah. I mean, I, 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 uh, what I do is I take feelings and I alchemize them into gold records. And uh, no one knows that yet. And it may never be truly known. Because, like, who actually sells gold? Who, who goes gold, dude? Maroon 5? Fall Out Boy? Like, who else? Like, who the, who, like Radiohead? But who playing guitars? Band. Yeah. God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Fuck, Had to come dude. up at some point. Yeah, I mean, just me and you in a room. Like, Greta Van Fleet's obviously going to Dude, come one of these days, I really hope that they, like hear this or something like that Dude. or like we become famous enough to the point where he, we can actually have like it would be like a wikipedia subheader that's like feud with invite the neighbors on the greta van fleet wikipedia page dude that would be i want i want brooklyn vegan to like write a write an article about the <laughs> the dunk episode that we do <laughs> speaking of which brooklyn vegan I was in New York City over the past week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I spent a little bit of time in Brooklyn. You would not fucking believe. Um, I guarantee half of the vegan, half of the restaurants in Brooklyn are either completely vegan or completely kosher. Like, there's no mixture of the two. It's just either or. 
Can I get a burger? Sir, you're in Williamsburg. Williamsburger. <laughs> Williamsburger. Dude, that's that's annoying. You know what? Uh, that's annoying. I mean, that's also like, yeah, be vegan. That's cool. I'm not one of those like meathead like, I'm on the carnivore diet, blah, 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 because I heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast, which <laughs> I'll get into Joe Rogan in a second. Because like, oh, shit. I was wilding out from the invite the neighbors to Instagram. Probably should I probably should use my personal Instagram for now on. But sometimes I just like I'll roll through the timeline and like whatever Instagram I'm on, I just start using it to comment and it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> if we were bigger, I'd probably get canceled. But uh No, I wouldn't get canceled, I'm fucking around. But uh yeah, like someone stereo gum, Steve Albini said some shit about Joe Rogan and D- Dave Portnoy, essentially. Yeah. Saying that Isn't like, he like the Barstool guy? Yeah, Portnoy is the president of Barstool. Uh yeah. Who also, you know, I'm not like a big, I'm I'm not a big defender of people in general because I think famous people can defend themselves, you know? Yeah. Like, so like whenever I say things, I, what I like is just the facts of life and like what's out there. Yeah. Dave Portnoy has said some stupid racist shit. Yeah. And then also he's raised over like $40 million for pandemic relief. And I'm not saying like anything about that it. That excuses anything. That's just the facts so people are more complicated than we want to make them out to be i feel like people you know people fuck up and do stupid shit and they also do really nice things and that's kind of like the story of every human yeah but yeah i I was i was going ham on on some people about saying uh, people think joe rogan's a neo-nazi i was just like dude okay like you can you can call him a meathead you can disagree with him a lot of what he said he says stupid shit again not defending him i'm just saying like it's insulting to my intelligence when someone says something that's so like not based in reality. That it's just, like they hear something one time and just assume that he's like that. When yeah, it's just exactly. Like, dude, do two seconds of research and you'll realize that Joe Rogan was a Bernie supporter in both 2016 and 2020. Yeah. And like raised money for his campaign and all that shit. Now, Sometimes I do think that the guests he has on sometimes are relatively goofy, like fucking Ben Shapiro or shit like that. Candace Owens. Like, I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, oh, he's just an interviewer. He's just interviewing these people because, like, he does give a platform to some, like, really shitty people. Yeah. I just, it's my personal opinion that I don't think he, in general, is a shitty person. No. No, I, I you he's, know, he's just like the kind of journalist who is like, oh, I'm going to get all points of view. And while like I very much don't necessarily agree with a lot of those points of views. Right. He has had like. Progressive. He, it, it's like beyond the pale of just being like, oh, he's a neo-Nazi, because if he was a neo-Nazi, why would he have like right. Bernie Sanders on his podcast? Right. Like, Tulsi does that Gabbard, make any sense? Andrew Yang, you know, like. Andrew Yang is like the most socialist. He's like the universal income guy. And Rogan's a big Yang. He's in the Yang gang, dude. But like, yeah, we won't, I I won't make the whole thing about that. But I just, I just like, the whole point was like, I need to start using my personal Instagram more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Dude, I would, uh, I will have some thoughts sometimes when I'm like doing bits on Twitter where I'm like, oh, I should probably put this on my personal Twitter. And then I remember (laughs) that my personal Twitter account got suspended and it really suspend them every time they try to like every time I try to make a new one. Okay, Brian, have I ever told you the story about how my Twitter got suspended? I don't think so. So I got locked on Twitter for like two weeks because me and my group of friends downriver used to have a big Twitter group chat and something I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying that it's very funny to do a lot of conservative figures and pundits have their DMS open on Twitter. (laughs) So because they have their DMS open, you can add them to group chats without (laughs) having to worry about like, them accepting it like you can just add them hey so i Benny got he won't condone it but i will <laughs> so i got suspended for two weeks which was like my warning shot basically because i added uh the kent caitlin bennett the kent state gun girl i added her to our group chat and then oh, we immediately yeah. just started roasting her and she blocked my account That's and then all funny. of a sudden it was like 
oh, you can't go in the Twitter for two weeks. That was put you in timeout. Yeah, they they basically put me in timeout. The thing that got me suspended indefinitely was I have a tendency to, because of the open DMs thing, send like just ridiculous memes to like conservative people just because it's <laughs> like so funny, you know that they read all their DMs and you know that like oh, that's if I so sent funny. Ben Shapiro one he would open his DMs and read it and so I uh there's this one guy Jack Posobiec who's the like one of the conserv like the neocon dumb guys on Twitter like he has his own fucking comic book where he's like he self-published it where it's like agent poso defender of fucking free speech or whatever so there's this picture that uh one of the hosts from chapo trap house a very good probably my favorite podcast of all time posted a picture that was uh it was like a snapchat ad that was just a guy sitting in a barber's chair and he had the thing on him and then the barber was completely nude like you couldn't see junk but you could see his like like he was walking towards the wall you saw the back of his head and his ass and the ad said chicago's first fully exclusive nude cut and then the bottom (laughs) of the picture said we all have fantasized about it which is it's honestly the funniest picture i've ever seen in my entire life so i sent that in a dm to candace owens and uh I sent that to Candace Owens and Jack Posobiec, and yes. one of them must not have been happy about it. So I got blocked by You're both an influencer. Of them, and then I got suspended. You're an influencer. I'm not an influencer. You I'm influence. Just a, I'm just a dumbass. You influence who culture. finds this shit hilarious. You influenced an influencer, is what you did. I come from the uh, the Nick Mullen he was like a weird Twitter guy in the past. He's I come from like his school of trolling, which is like just directly confront them. And if they try to yell at you, just put up a brick wall. Yeah. Dude. Like I have a picture of Dr. Evil and it's just, <laughs> it says right on it that whenever I would get into arguments with like conservatives on Twitter, I would just post that as a reply to what they're saying to me. And then they continue to yell at me. So I would just reply with the same picture again and just keep doing it over and over. I'm kind of a shit lord, Dude, if I'm weird. being honest. Or I used to be. Uh, now that I only have the regular boyfriend's account, I've calmed down a bit because I yeah. cannot afford to lose that account. Yeah. God, dude, fuck Twitter also. Like, I hope that when we make it, and and, you know, if you don't like hearing that, not you, Benny, but people listening. If you don't like hearing me say when, you know, suck it. You know what I mean? Like, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna make it. And that's what, you know, and that's what everyone should think. I think everyone should think that if you really believe in what you're doing, you should believe that you're going to. I think that, you know, when we make it, because we will. Yeah. Or we'll get hit by a bus. But, you know, uh, what was I going to fucking say, dude? Something about Twitter. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to get to the point where, like, Twitter's completely irrelevant, and I don't have yeah, to... Yeah. You know? That would honestly be very nice. You know? Like, that's that's the goal. And I... It's weird. I feel like I was, like, right on the, the age uh, cutoff where, like, bands... You know, like, bands who I grew up with aren't really big on Twitter. Yeah. You know? Probably because a lot of those bands are dissolved. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't think Radiohead has a Twitter not that I'm like uh, assuming I'll be like a Radiohead you know obviously that's crazy but like yeah I don't know if any guitar band will ever get that big again to be honest um but yeah I just I just I just feel like Twitter's a cesspool of bullshit and it's an echo chamber it's a musical echo chamber too like a lot of the bands that really subscribe to like trying to get popular on Twitter. And I don't know necessarily like bands specifically try to do that, but like you can tell that the listeners, they regurgitate a lot of the same, like you see a lot of the same bands and and mentions on Twitter. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of it is just like a musical echo chamber where it's like a lot of the same types of bands are getting that. And you know, there's definitely outliers. There's definitely bands that like break the mold and are different. 
that that will be a part of like the Twitter zeitgeist or whatever. But I think yeah. for a lot of the time it's just like, you know, you can figure out which bands are popular and then you can just try to write music like that. And I think a lot of people subconsciously do. I'm not accusing anyone of purposely doing that, but I think like some people just try to make what's already good and they just try to make their version of that. And I don't know what I'm really saying, but I just don't like that. <laughs> this is a uh, no fun club call out. No. <laughs> Jake, you need to settle down. Jake, you need you need more strings in your music. You need you need, you need more, more 808s. Yeah, you need synths and 808s, dude. Because Jake, that's like a like when when Jake will talk about like his frustrations with Twitter. I just want to be like, put some 808s in that jam, and you know, and then it'll be okay. But but yeah, anyways, how was uh? How was fucking New York in general? Like, I know you were going through some shit, but like, what was... It was really good. I originally planned to stay out there until Saturday, tomorrow, from the time we record this. But uh, I decided to come back two days early because I was kind of having some like... Here's the thing. The idea of going to the biggest city in the fucking country, one of the biggest in the world, actually by yourself for a whole week does sound very appealing but the thing is i'm also getting used to uh my depression medication again i'm on Uh, that lexapro train again and part of me getting used to it usually involves like at least for a couple of weeks a heightened sense of anxiety i'm starting to come down from it now but it'll get you dude Going there in the middle of a pandemic with all of that going on was kind of like if I had gone with someone else, I'm sure I would have stayed the whole week and had, oh, I did have a really good time, but had a much better time. You just have someone to kind of like bounce your feelings off of, kind of like, you know, not take care of each other, but in a way take care of each other. You know what I mean? Like kind of just like you know someone someone there to like say like hey it's all right dude or like hey you know that's a valid fucking feeling you're having there but we're gonna we're just gonna chill like yeah you know i get that and also my airbnb was like the size of a shoebox so it was like anytime i was there i was feeling like claustrophobic and like don't get me wrong i have a lot of friends in new york but I never expect them to kind of like if they have shit going on, like make time for me. Benny's a hot commodity in NYC. Let's be real. Benny yeah, doesn't want to say it, but when they roll up, they roll out the red carpet all the way to John's of Bleecker Street <laughs> to get that za, dude. Dude, the fucking Bleecker Street subway station is a nightmare. But I'll get into it more as I'm talking about my trip. The thing I do appreciate about the city, though, is right now. They are probably taking the pandemic the most seriously I've ever seen anywhere take it. Like I was telling Brian this off mic earlier, but they when you before you fly in, they make you fill out a questionnaire online and then it'll tell you if you have to like quarantine when you get there or not. I didn't have to quarantine. So I had a big green check mark on my phone that I had to save. And then as soon as you get off the plane in LaGuardia and start heading towards like the outside terminal where like my bus would pick me up, they have National Guard members pulling everyone aside and checking their phones to make sure that they have that green check mark. got those NGMs, dude. That say that they have to quarantine. But... So it was like, it was jarring, but like jarring in a good way. You know what I mean? Like jarring as in, oh, yeah. all of these measures that they're taking seriously. My favorite is uh, everyone on the street, even though everyone's outside, everyone's still wearing a mask. And if they have it pulled down when they walk by you, they will pull it up. Yeah. Well, most people I've seen. Yeah, I, I find when I go to Ann Arbor a lot Yeah, lately because of work. Like I'll be, I'm in Washington County a lot just for work and everyone see like i'll i wear the mask like what if, if i'm outside i'll wear the mask if i'm gonna be like walking past somebody yeah i don't feel well also i'm vaccinated i got both doses i don't wear the mask outside if i'm not around anybody yeah because like i don't know COVID's not just like 
zapping through the air like where no one is like i understand it's airborne but that doesn't mean it's like literally just like hanging there like a fucking gas cloud yeah like if like if you're not around people you right. have like the opportunity like if you're at home if you're outside and there's no one around it's like you it's excusable to kind of like let your guard down a little bit yeah i just a lot of i see a lot of people that just like straight up wear like they'll wear, wear their mask like in their car driving around See, that's something that I don't understand. Like, maybe if you were in the car with another passenger, yeah, I would yeah, understand it. Because yeah. it's like my closest. What's up? Then you're in like a closed space. Yeah, because that was my closest uh, call to getting COVID was being in a car and going to get tested with someone. We had masks on and everything, but getting tested together and they event- they ended up testing positive. Thank God I ended up testing negative. Mm. But uh, it's like if you're by yourself, just in your car, like driving around, it's like let loose a little bit, take the mask I off, know. roll down the window, place fucking strokes. Yeah, get that new abnormal rolling, dude. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Turn down the window, play uh, the adults are talking, and just let it ride. Do, 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 do what I do, and just I'm put it on repeat and listen virus, to it five do, do, do. times in a row. Yeah, that's that's a record, dude, where I, I'll put it on and I'll listen to the whole thing. Fuck yeah. Anthony Fantano, dude. He didn't like that record. And I don't like his glasses. It's so, so fucking good, though. It is but really good. Besides that, uh, the trip was good. You know, hung out with, shout out to my friend Julia, shout out to my friend Vic, shout out to my sister Hope. I hung out with a few different people. It was It was a good time, you know? Got into the fucking Museum of Modern Art for free. Dope. Both me and my friend Julia, because uh, for some reason their card reader wasn't working, so they <laughs> tried running my card twice, and it didn't work. And they were just like, "You know what? Fuck it. Let's just. You guys can just go in for free." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" That's, that's another rare. example of like big COVID protection. Because so me and Julia are walking up to the MoMA, and she's like, "Oh, just so you're aware, there's like in buildings like this, they have like pretty extensive like." covid shit and i was like oh okay i was just expecting like a temperature check yeah they basically have like a metal detector ass it's like going through tsa at the airport yeah yeah. where it's like you go you step in front of like this thing that looks like a camera and it like zaps your temperature from your forehead (laughs) and then they take your temperature on your wrist to make sure that you're like extra solid double temping yeah they're double temping and then they just like (laughs) let you through and i was like honestly you know that's pretty sick i'm happy about that yeah dude i went to the toledo music museum of art zero measures <laughs> it's ohio so i'm good not thing, very surprised Good thing it was toledo and toledo's kind of a dump dude i'm gonna be real toledo's like i went there be- okay so michigan opened up again on february 1st like dining and stuff yeah. like indoor dining because like i Sometimes I just need to get out of my house and go to a coffee shop, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was getting stir crazy. So it was like January 29th or something. So like I needed to like sit. I just needed to sit in a coffee shop and write or whatever. So I went, I figured, oh, wait, Ohio. So I drove to Toledo. I never really been to Toledo. And I just went there and like I found a coffee shop I really, really like like rust belt coffee or something that place yeah. was really cool then i went to their museum i had a whole i took myself on a date is what i did hell yeah I took myself on a date and it was hot and uh then i went to the university of toledo and i walked around they have really cool architecture there and uh and you know my main conclusion was this place kind of sucks like toledo in general toledo it, it just feels like an extension of michigan it, it you know what it feels it feels very gray it feels like the sun doesn't shine there yeah uh because of there's like the first thing you see when you go into Toledo is like smokestacks. Yeah, it's not as bad. It's not like a Gary, Indiana. Like at least at least Toledo has like cool stuff too. Yeah, but like I went to a bar and and like the bar was really well done. Like it was like they had like plastic dividers at the bar and everything, yeah. and people wearing masks. And these girls came in. I was by myself and I was just eating, you know. And these girls came in and like sat right down next to me on the same side of the divider as me. Yeah. 
and they're like, can we sit here? And like, it's not meant to be misogynistic whatsoever. I'm just saying, this is what they were saying. They were saying, can we sit here? I'm like, yeah, cool. You know, it's fine. I guess, you know, I was vaccinated. And, uh, they just started talking about literally, I thought, I didn't think people actually said daddy's money in real life. <laughs> But they started saying, like, well, I have daddy's money, so, like, I'll get this. And I was like, are you, I literally almost said, like, are you a real person? Like, <laughs> like, whoa. Just so fucking taken aback. Have you ever felt, like, you ever just been, yeah, have you ever just been around someone and, like, just by being around them, you just automatically, you feel like the help all of a sudden? Yeah. That's, that's how I felt. And I was just like, bitch, I'm so talented, though. No, I'm just you want to hear my favorite Toledo story? <laughs> my yeah. best Toledo story? So this was 2012, 2013. I don't remember the exact year. But in Toledo, they used to have a giant like hardcore slash metal festival called the Jamboree. And Dope. me and my old friends, who I still love dearly, Evan and Courtney, and our friend Zaid, who I still talk to, all went together. And the thing is, I'm not going to name the band on air. I'll, mm. I'll tell you off mic, but not on air. They are from Flint, Michigan. Those of you in the know, as soon as I say Flint, Michigan, will get it. And the Chiodos brothers? <laughs> Chiodos is tangen tangentially related. But anyway, um, their fans... Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Their fans tend to be erratic skinheads like not skinheads but like i might be thinking of the wrong band then <laughs> they carry guns around and kind of like they act like kind of a gang yeah i know and band. uh they that band was playing the next day they were playing day two we were only there for day one and uh i was so pissed at this happening so here's what happens every time i die is about to play. Fuck yeah. They just put out X Lives. Opening with Underwater Bimbos from Outer Space, which is my favorite song by them. They're so so I'm good, getting dude. ready to get fucking Buck Wild at this show. Every time I die, Buckley I did it at Warped Wild, Tour, if you will. I did it at Jamboree. They are the only band who I will mosh and get into a pit for because their music just like fills me with fucking adrenaline. But yeah. anyway, so they're in the middle of a Pantera cover. Oh. And all of a sudden, one of the people who runs the show comes out on the stage and starts like talking to the band members. House lights come up. The band leaves the stage. What? So we're like, what's happening? Like first song? No, it was like oh, yeah, probably the in the middle cover. of their set. They okay, opened okay. with Underwater Bimbos from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I almost broke my fucking glasses. But anyway. So they get off the stage and then Keith Buckley comes back on stage and he goes, just so you know, there's someone shooting guns outside. So be really fucking careful because it was it was inside. It was stage A and outside on the side of the building was stage B. So we're like fucking morons, oh shit, dude. The what people the shooting guns? What the I fuck mean. is going on? So we're walking back and. I overheard this was the story that was going through the crowd and it's corroborated because of what I'm going to say after fans who were friends of the band that I said I wasn't going to name on the show, but everyone knows. got into a fight with one of the hardcore crews from Ohio and they got into a brawl and someone pulled out a gun and started firing it into the air. Like, from like what I heard, it was to quote, dude. calm the situation down. I'm but it's like, But it's like, yeah, that's the best fucking way to calm down a situation, huh? Pull out a fucking gun and start shooting it. But, uh, yeah, that was a really fucking wild night. We all had an idea of who did it. We weren't specifically told by the people who ran the jamboree, but we all know who did it. And then as we're driving home... I look on Facebook and see the Jamboree post. Oh, this band in question has been removed from the lineup the next day. Jesus. And Christ. I was like, oh, wow. I 
fucking knew it. I goddamn knew it. And the number one thing that I was pissed off about, it wasn't that the guns went off. It's that I waited all fucking day to see every time I die. I was there from nine in the morning, saw Endeavors, saw Koji, saw the Acacia strain. Hi, Luca. Saw, I think, saw Man Overboard, saw the story so far, getting prepared to fucking watch Every Time I Die, one of the best bands to ever exist in general. Yeah. And it got shut down by fucking meatheads who shoot guns and carve their fucking favorite band's logo into their leg. Yeah, that's really annoying. And, uh, like, we won't say the name of the band, but I will say that there's there's four letters and three numbers, uh, if I'm thinking of the right band. And, uh, nah. yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I could be thinking of the wrong band, though. In which case, I'm sorry. No, you're you're all good. You you got it on the money, but uh, <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> but yeah, to... that was that's my big Toledo story where <laughs> I was parallel. No, perpendicular is the word. No, parallel is the word. I was inside while outside there was a fucking brawl, and like I'm surprised they honestly didn't cancel the next day. Oh, uh, Brian just pulled out a. Uh, Every time I die shirt that he cut the <laughs> sleeves off. Yeah. And it just says bullshit and the eye in bullshit is the <laughs> eye from the logo. And it's just like I love this boy out. more and more every single day. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it is. Dude, I that's my one shirt that doesn't have sleeves and I figured it might as well be an every time I die shirt that says bullshit. Yeah. On it. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was just like moseying through my drawer randomly. Yeah. But that's my Toledo story. Not the first fight I've seen at a fucking show. Do you yeah. want to hear about the other one? Yes, please. So I used to be in a pop punk band called Come Out Swinging. We used to play around. It was This was from like 2011 through like 2013 is when we were like. Probably right around the time that uh, Suburbia something something. By the one. By the one to years came out. Yeah. Yeah. We so. weren't named after that song. You but, weren't? Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, then we're my playing joke just this fucking bombed, dude. God damn it! All right. We're <laughs> we're playing this show. It's a festival, like a local festival, at this place called the Active Room. If you're familiar with Downriver, it used to be on Fort Street and fucking uh, what's the street? Fort Street and North Line by the CVS. That's right there. There's a little space right there that's been like ten different fucking bars over the past five years. But a lot of action in that spot. It was called the active room. So we play a set and we're just standing outside smoking. And some of our boys who were like there hanging out with us had an issue with one of the other bands that were playing. It's not my place to get into what the personal issue was, but yeah, it's, it was goddamn hilarious. Let me tell you, <laughs> it, it's, it's literally like one of the members of this band threatened my friend over fucking like Facebook. Now, keep in mind... Sounds like a Johnny Craig type of move. Keep in mind, (laughs) my friend has two brothers who are also there at that show, all over six foot tall, all... They're very... They're big boys. Let me just say that. Very intimidating. All of them are cuddly and nice as hell, but they can hold their own in a fight. So we're all standing outside, and all of a sudden, the guy who threatened my friend comes up, no, he doesn't come up. He's standing there, like, kind of giving us the side eye. Ooh. And my buddy, who he threatened, just looks at him and goes, Hey, if you, hey, remember when you said on Facebook that you were going to beat me up? Well, I'm right here. And the guy, like, starts, Bring it on, walking, cat daddy. starts walking toward him. Now, let me paint a picture of this guy's physical build. Uh, five foot ten, skinny as a rail. He was in a, I'm not going to say the name of the band, but did he have a neck they were tattoo? a shitty metalcore band. What's that? Did he have a neck tattoo by chance? He did not. Oh, okay. But uh, those are tough. He starts walking up to my friend and my friend gives me his keys and his phone starts walking up to him, fucking grips him up by the collar and throws him on the ground and gets on top of him and yeah. starts like punching him. 
that whole entire band sees that happen and they run over to help their guy. The, my friend's brothers all run over to help him. It turns into a fucking like the best way I can describe it is a goddamn hockey brawl. You know what it turned into? A battle of the bands. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but Brian, have you ever seen the videos of like in like the early 2000s <laughs> silence after I said that when the flyers and the penguins would play against each other and dude, it, they would yeah. just turn in the fucking brawls. Yeah. Like the wings and the avalanche back in the late nineties, dude, it was literally a hockey brawl. That's rad, dude. And the funniest thing that happened was a very notorious local promoter jumped into the middle of the fight and was like, if you guys don't stop this, I'm going to call the fucking cops. Total shit move. Don't call the fucking cops. Just let the boys straighten it out themselves. Let the boys straighten it out. Yeah. Like, this is let, among the fellas. Yeah. This is among the fellas. Just let them <laughs> fucking work it out. And let the fellas. So I noticed my friend. I'll say his fucking name because I love him and I haven't talked to him in years, but I know he loves me. Say it. My friend BB goes into the fight from one end that narrows it down just to punch the promoter in the face who said that and then sneaks back out the other side of the fight what the copper's gonna do <laughs> that was the f- i'm gonna be real that was the coolest fucking thing i ever seen <laughs> so i'm just putting this out here brian david chris Rotiers, if you're listening to this, I think about that moment constantly. I haven't talked to a couple of you in a few years, but I fucking always will have love for you guys for that moment. Always. Do you have any stories that always you could tell that would take about one minute while I go to use the bathroom? Or Are should we, we, pa- or should we pause? No, I'm just going to use the bathroom. Oh. Um. Or we could just pause it. No, nah, you can go for it. Okay. I'll I'll entertain the masses. But uh that's the thing uh, 26. Thank you after I listen to this. But uh that's the thing about metalcore shows like back in the day in Downriver Michigan, we used to have a venue called the Modern Exchange and it was like there was this tight knit group of bands that would always be booked there. And the thing is Every fucking show would always end in a fight. It would end in a fight or something would happen. I remember one time I was at a show for uh, the band who I brought up earlier, the four letters, three numbers, because they were playing with a band called Smash Your Enemies, who uh, they're all, they for a 19 year old. They were a lot of fun to see live because people would just take the fucking like couches and like garbage cans and shit and just start throwing them around. It was a fucking blast. But uh a fight started during uh, four letters, three numbers a set. <laughs> Brian just yelled it off mic. But uh, a fight started during their set and the Modern Exchange had hired security for the, the only time they ever fucking hired security Dope. for this show. And they just fucking started bear macing people. Bear macing people. Yeah. Like just started fucking macing people. There's videos. You can probably find them online. You can like see me in the background, like by the door, like with my fucking shirt over my nose because of how fucking bad it was. Jesus. Um, and then we go outside and, uh, someone threatens my friend with a knife and my friend takes his thumbs and just sticks them in the guy's eyes to get him away. From Jesus, them. dude, D- dude, that's rad. These guys didn't fuck around. They I were mean... some, they were some pretty, I will say this to the very end. If you're in a situation where someone is holding a knife to you, you, fucking, th- you thumb their eyes. Don't dude. worry about the gentlemanly way to get out of it. No, dude. Fucking, if you have the means to like fight someone off, fucking do it. Yeah. All those boys, I will always have love for those boys because of the fact that it's like, oh, they stuck together. They would fight for each other. It's like, it's a very 18, 19 year old thing to say about a group of friends but yeah. it's like i have nothing but positive memories of like all of those guys dude fucking and i love how years later none of them have done problematic shit and they're all just living their lives chilling yeah dude i was at warp tour on the subject of like fighting and stuff i was at warp tour and if like if anybody has heard that was there for this i really want you to hit me up just yeah. to, to corroborate but like 
I was seeing Amorosa on the Ernie Ball stage at Warp Tour. So like the little Ooh, Johnny stage. Johnny Craig. Johnny Craig, Amorosa, dude. They were honestly, dude, so goddamn good. What was that one song they had? They had a lot. Heads or Tails, Reels or Not, Real or Not was like I'm talking about relativity, like the first album they did with Johnny Craig. Oh, okay. That was so fucking they had Cloud Nine with a new singer. Yeah. Who used to be in Squid the Whale, which is also another good band that like isn't yeah. around anymore. All but, of uh, those bands were like really good. Yeah. Dance Gavin Dance. Dance Gavin Dance still, fucking still rips. Mothership is a fucking masterpiece. But uh, yeah, so Johnny Craig, uh, Amorosa, they're killing it. They're absolutely destroying. Yeah. And in the like in between songs, Johnny Craig, resonant dipshit, decides to call someone out. I'm pretty sure, like you know, sometimes bands like will play an interlude. I feel like I'm embellishing this memory, but I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Like some bands will like be like the drummer and the guitar players doing some post-rock thing. And like the, the singer's talk. just talking. Yeah. I think I'm okay. I'm going to confirm it. I'm definitely imagining this. I'm pretty sure it was just Johnny Craig talking, but just imagine the band doing this because it's funnier. So imagine the band <laughs> doing like some post-rock thing. And then Johnny Craig, this is all true. What he said, like he was, he literally said like, I know it's the wrong band, but I'm just imagining him calling someone out while, like, the band is fucking playing, like, Uneasy Hearts way the most. Right. <laughs> if you... If you... And then he calls someone out by their Twitter username. Here, I'm gonna... I'm if gonna Dipshit Liquor 6969... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. If Dipshit Ass Fuck 6969 is in the crowd, come up here right now, because I will beat your ass, bro. Talking a lot of shit on Twitter. And at this point, I'm laughing my fucking ass off. I'm high. You know, I smoked weed at Circus Survive, and I came over to Amorosa, and this guy... Is just Maybe calling people out in the middle. I'm like, dude, you're crushing your set. The way it what are you doing? But that's it. I mean, <laughs> this was, <laughs> this was, uh, <laughs> I think this was like right in the middle of like the MacBook thing. So like people were talking shit, making fun of him because of the MacBook yeah. thing. Or you just like, you know. Like, also, hey, before some dipshit out there tries to correct me, yes, I know Kurt Travis was in the band by the time they wrote that song. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. making a reference to a joke. So before you get on me, Pat Badesky, because I know it would probably be you, take yeah. a chill pill and relax. Pat Badesky doesn't know anything about music, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's gonna listen to this. Yeah, I hope so. I'm gonna get a fucking Twitter DM. Like, I hope what? so. And I'm gonna use. No, it, it's he's not gonna be mad about. Uh, no, I won't be mad. He's not gonna be mad about us saying that. No. He's gonna wonder why we mentioned him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Pat. You suck. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that's just like the most like I always like love when people like insult people like that. They think that's an actual insult. You suck. <laughs> like people at sporting events. I fucking love Pat, dude. Dude, that was a bunch of people. That's a bass player who plays guitar, but I love Pat. Dude, I walked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I love uh I I love when shitty bands are like, speaking of Warp Tour, I love when shitty bands are playing and people will just walk by their stage and yell out that they suck. Yeah. Like, it's like if they do. The funniest shit I ever saw was it was Warp Tour 2011 and me and my friend Judy were walking by uh, Black Bill Brides' set while they were oh, playing. We probably crossed paths. And. <laughs> were you a Black Bill Brides guy? No, but I was at every Warp Tour from 2005 to 2013. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we walk by uh, Black Veil Brides is uh, fucking like suffering from heat stroke or whatever, as you do at Warp Tour. Yeah, and people were like throwing water bottles at their singer, and the singer was like, but they wouldn't hit the band; they would just go back into the crowd. So people were just hitting each other with water bottles, trying yeah. to hit the singer, and the singer was like. If you're going to fucking throw water bottles, throw them at me instead of our fans. And I'm just kind of like, it's hot. Dude, they're trying. Yeah. And it's also like people probably want to be hit with water bottles. It's like 85 degrees and it's nothing but concrete. Dude, 85 degrees. It was it was at the, like, it was at Comerica by the time it was 2011, though. Right. It's probably Comerica. Yeah. I honestly liked it better when it was at Comerica. It was the best. Like, you could go inside the concourse areas. And you could yeah. just, like, relax. You could sit inside. The arena. Yeah, dude. Were you ever, I was there at the, the first year I went was the last year at the Silverdome. Yeah. Which was a fucking desert. 
That was. Ugh. I mean, it was also the best year I saw. Fallout Boy, My Chemical Romance, Starting Lines, uh, Saves the Day, not Saves the Day. Um, fuck, Census Fail. Yeah, Seosin. Holy shit, Under Oath. Like the Academy is for the real ones. Matchbook Romance. Oh my god, that was a good. Oh year. Oh my god, that was a good year, dude. That is a Paramore really good year. when they were small. Oh shit, the Swellers. Shout out to Nick. No, we're we're on first name basis. Not a big deal, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I think I've t- yeah I've said it on the podcast before, but like the Swellers was like seeing the Swellers at Warped Tour was fucking crazy because yeah. like going to Linden High School, where where Deaner went his senior year, they were gods to us. Like in eighth grade when they were, I was in eighth grade when they were seniors, and yeah. like seeing them make it was like. Whoa, you can do that? <laughs> you can be from Linden and do that? Yeah. And now like make make having made a record with him and now we send each other like memes and shit. It's like what? Like I wish I could you ever just think like you just go back to yourself like 10 years ago and just smack him around yeah. and, and be like, "Hey, it's all going to be fine, dude." <laughs> like you just want to just give them a list of the shit that's going to be true for dude, them. Dude, I'd in beat 10 the years. shit out of 17-year-old Benny if I could. I throw a fucking bow to a bow to the teeth and be wearing like, hey, fucking dude. man overboard to find pop punk hoodies to school and getting in trouble for it because they had a gun on it dude i yeah i had this my chemical romance shirt that had like bullets on it and it said i brought you my bullets you brought me your love yeah <laughs> and i was like title. 12 <laughs> <laughs> i was so sick dude just walk in the fucking algebra class and getting stopped by a student teacher oh you can't yeah wear that. And another one with a spider web on it that said thank you for the venom had two my chemical romance shirts i was rich dude <laughs> i was wealthy yeah but like wow those were the times but yeah but the point what i'm getting at is like music's cool i guess that's the point i'm getting at like music yeah. like you meet so many cool ass people like the, like like just you know case in point we started a podcast and then chris just randomly that wasn't arranged you know yeah chris calls you up and chris is doing the real shit tigers yeah. tigers jaw fucking photographer that's rad yeah just happens to be phoning in to the bedroom where we'd be doing this podcast yeah it's just cool like you were saying earlier like you're so glad that we met and like i i dude i agree i fucking feel the same way <laughs> like i like when i started this podcast like i was just like so i mean i was excited and i was yeah. hopeful like what is this gonna lead to like who am i gonna meet but like god i couldn't be happier with like how it's turning out like the, all the people I met, it's, it's it's insane dude yeah it's insane like i like ask any of my friends like i was like notorious for like starting projects and yeah. just not finishing them and like never doing anything legit like i absolutely seemed like the type of person that would never do anything real yeah because i constantly would be like having all these new ideas but like no follow through blah 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 and the podcast was what like really started cementing things yeah you know like made me realize like oh i'm like res- i can be respected and i can like actually find my place and i can make music and you know also, like, just starting it was, like, since I put it out in the world, like, I'm going to make a record. Yeah. I'm going to look like a real fucking idiot if I don't. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Stay but, yeah. tuned for that through uh, Good Luck Charm Records. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't mind saying this on the podcast. Like, I think that, like, my plan, because I've, I've said this to Jake, too. Yeah. I think my plan with Good Luck Charm is, like, one, I really like Jake, and I think what, I really want to support him. Yeah. And I'm going to do a release through Good Luck Charm, but I I'm just I want to bring this up because I'm curious like if you know the ethics or like the etiquette or like the logistics of this, but like I know like take Oso Oso for example, they yeah. released their um Unihan mixtape and then Triple Crown picked it up and yeah. did a re-release. That's what I would really like to see happen for in a daydream is Here's what I can tell you about that because when we started doing uh like planning out the boyfrienders album three release uh jake and i had a conversation about it because he was wondering if i wanted to put it out through good luck charm and i said hey i might try to market this towards other labels Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day if like that doesn't pick up like of course we'll put it out through good luck charm and Jake was like completely supportive. Yeah. He was, he was yeah. just like, oh, if you can find something like better for yourself, even after the album comes out, it's like, 
fucking go for it. Like take that opportunity. Yeah. That's that's why I felt comfortable saying it on the podcast. Yeah. Just because I had the exact same experience. Yeah. With Jake. And uh, you know, I, I really want to like to do at least do some sort of physical release, whether it's actual like the first run of vinyl yeah. we've talked about or where it's tapes, which people buy for some reason I don't understand. But um not CDs. Like if you're still I don't know. I don't I feel like are you gonna make CDs? Years? oh for the new record yeah do people yeah still, probably people still listen to those i mean do people like- dude people people the thing about cds is that people will still buy them Just at to shows have them type thing because they're keep yeah. they play in anything and like a lot of people just love having cds to just like play in their car you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah like a lot of people my car doesn't even have a cd player dude <laughs> 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 it's just yeah my but, car is a tape player that does not work, so I use a fucking Bluetooth <laughs> adapter. That's right. My '99 Ford Escort. If a uh, dude, that, if any fans that thing of, is so fucking. If dope. any fans of four letters, three numbers want to come after me, that's <laughs> a, that's my car is a '99 blue Ford Escort Sport. Dude, the if Sport makes all the difference. By the tires. way, the Sport makes all the difference. Yeah, I had a '99 Contour. The fact that you have a '99 Escort, the, yeah, the the Escort and the Contour were brothers and sisters, dude. Yeah, like. The Escort, let's say, it's like, it's like the a slightly smaller contour, essentially, and they yeah. discon they discontinued both <laughs> for whatever reason. Fuck you, Ford, because no one needs more Mustangs. We need the contour to make a comeback, dude. Yeah, the everyman's car. And I had two 12 inch subs in the back of a goddamn contour, dude. Oh fuck yeah, dude, that's the move right there. And there's an Eminem song off of like the Slim Shady LP. No, it's like before Slim Shady. It was like the first. It was like his first full length, like independently released or yeah. something before Dr. Dre. I'm pretty sure. And he's like, and I'm I'm just I'm just rapping. These are misogynistic lyrics, but this is what he says. He says, I'm sick of fucking the same blonde whore in the back of a contour. And when I heard that, I was like, I'm famous. <laughs> because I have a contour. And Eminem said contour. And that made me in so the back happy. of a contour yeah. with Billy Corgan's Corgi's Cord Organ. <laughs> Dude. Speaking of, okay, let's bring it full circle. Joe Rogan. Boy George looking in his fjord for horse hair and boar's hair. <laughs> that's gonna. That's a reference for uh, Austin. Austin, if you're listening, I love you. Austin's the master of impressions. Not. <laughs> oh, no, I love Why are Austin. you like this? What? Why are you like uh, this? Dude, I don't fucking know. I Austin is great. I fucking love Austin. We need to talk to Austin about like. See if we can use that photography studio to do a music video. Yeah, that would be sick. We'll add them to our uh, group chat. Let's just, I just, if you don't have a group uh, chat, by the way, you ain't shit, dude. Yeah, Brian and I are in the best group chat. Uh, the title of it is Greta Van Fleet Fuck a Fan Contest Entrance. Yeah. It's me, him, our friends Pat, Anthony, Haley from Bombastic Dream Pussy. Pat Budeski, who plays bass. Jake from No Fun Club or No Fun Club and uh, Good Luck Charm. I and love Pat, dude. It's the dude. Pat's a wonderful, wonderful boy, but it's the funniest group chat in existence. So as we're wrapping up the show, probably I just yeah. want to give a big special shout out to uh, all the homies in there. This all the homies in the group chat. In the group chat. Yeah, and we just got done jamming some new In a Daydream songs too. Wow. That felt fucking good. good. That felt good. And you know, it sucks that it doesn't suck, but it's just a nice feeling to know that like there's already a record being finished up right now that's going to be out. And then knowing that the other stuff that'll come later is also good in an entirely different way. Oh yeah. And you got the boyfrienders thing coming out. It's some good shit. Got the Greta Van Fleet record coming out. but for real dude like i feel the future is bright and for those of you who i've asked to be in my band (laughs) the sales pitch is thus just show up i'm going to buy a van we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go on tours i'm going to make it happen do it and if you don't want to do it i love you anyways I've never felt more strongly about like music being like the thing to do. And it's really like, it's hard for sure. But like 
it's not hard to figure out how to do it. Yeah. You just have to do it. Like you just have to get on the goddamn road and you have to just buy a cheap, shitty little van and knowing it's going to break down and people probably going to steal your shit at some point, but you just go do it. Like you listen to all the people who have made it kind of talk about their experiences. They're all different versions of the same thing. Yeah. For the most part. So I guess we can wrap it up that way. If you really want to make it stop, stop, talking about all the reasons why you're not and just start doing the things that you know you need to do yes like i know it's pandemic it's going to end dude like everyone who wants a vaccine will get one and at that point the world will have no reason to not reopen yeah start doing the shit start getting your ducks in row now yes dude you can do it and don't look at i I, this is for me too don't look at someone else's success Another beautiful girl doesn't take away your own beauty. You yeah. know what I mean? Some other band making it doesn't mean that, oh, that's one less spot at the table. There's yeah. a goddamn, the whole lunch table meme, make it bigger, dude. Yeah. There's more tables. There's an infinite <laughs> number of tables. There will never not be a demand for no, more music. I don't know why I'm getting preachy right now, but I just want everyone. You always get preachy at the end of episodes. I kind of so. do. I just think that everyone who wants to play music or or has like a dream that's considered a pipe dream like if someone else has done it and you're good enough i mean that's a that's a big if like you need to know if you're good enough i guess you need to like be realistic but if you're not good enough find someone who is good enough and join their band (laughs) right you know (laughs) you can do it and come join in a daydream you don't have to be the guy to be one of the guys yeah you know what i mean you can do it. Just like be realistic, figure out what's your path, find your path, go fucking do it. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> I love you all. I love you Probably. all too. Thank you for listening. <laughs> this has this has been host's corner on invite the neighbors. We should do more of these. Yeah, we definitely should. Yeah. But yeah. y'all have a safe one out there. Wear your masks. Go get vaccinated. If your car has an e-brake, pull it. And that was some really solid advice at the end there. Um, if you have like a sweet e-brake, I mean, it is snowy, pull that motherfucker. That's a good time, as long as no one's around. Anyways, thanks for listening. Hopefully you got this far through it. I uh, I love talking to Benny, you know. I wish Benny would come on more episodes. Technically, they're a co-host of this podcast, so um, I just really wish they would come on more episodes. Benny, if you hear this. Come on more episodes. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. I know you work a lot. Uh, but I will say I'm going to tr- I'm trying to work it out to where episodes are scheduled more consistently so that Benny can work around it. and Just like say like every Tuesday we're doing an episode. That's kind of what it is moving forward. So hopefully we can figure something out so that you can guys can hear Benny's voice more because it's beautiful. Um, almost as beautiful as them playing drums. Anyways, at ITN Pod on Twitter, invite the neighbors on Instagram, Facebook. Um, look up our bands in a daydream and boyfrienders. We both have records coming out this year that are gonna turn your brains into shit. Um, and check out Two Foot Parade Records. And if you want to hear yourself, your own ad or something on this podcast, if you want to advertise something on this podcast, hit us up, invite the neighbors at gmail.com. We're talking like 15, 10, 15 bucks an episode you know like we are it's it's very reasonable and people all over the country not a ton of people but people all over the country listen to this podcast um so if you're putting a record out you want people to hear it or hear about it at least a few people in another place in another country fucking hit us up dude anyways you guys have a good one thanks for listening